So Jesus is leaving the temple and uh, his disciples say, look at those massive stones. Look at this building. It's quite incredible. Look, teacher, what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. Do you see all these great buildings, replied Jesus? Not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. The foundations are crumbling, are going to crumble around them. It was an interesting text for the week that's been. As I read it early in the week and as I started thinking about it now, in the longer Mark 13 text, as Paul said, we're talking about the end of the world. And I'll leave out the section that I was going to give you some um, uh, insights on in that and my own love for it early on. The insight basically is nobody has a clue, so don't read anybody or listen to what they're saying. But Jesus did tell us that in the text, but we seem to be able to forget that. No, I was drawn to the kind of state of chassis that I talked about later. Um, an incredible state of chassis in our world at this moment. Whatever we voted for, was it this? And then I thought of California. There's paradise. That's not some delta around Bangladesh. Oh, it's easy for us and our lovely BT9 addresses to ignore the environmental issues because it's going to happen in some delta in Bangladesh or some island off Indonesia. But we got a warning this week. The environmental catastrophe that we have caused has killed a thousand people in big homes and little homes in California. The greatest migration of people that we've seen in generations our Indian brothers and sisters, 800 attacks on churches in 2017. And Brexit. It is a state of chassis. And this first section of uh, Mark chapter 13 that we haven't even got reading because I didn't feel we had time to do that. I'm sorry to Jude for not calling him up to do that. This little section of Mark 13 is called the little apocalypse. And I want us just to work through it. We've already looked at those stones. We've already heard Jesus saying they're going to be pulled down. Then the disciples are looking for signs. When's it going to happen? What's it going to be like? You can feel the fear that Elma was praying about right there in the tension of the moment. And what does Jesus tell us to do in the midst of wars and rumors of wars and all this other stuff? Well, verse seven's pretty key. Do not be alarmed. Somehow with 800 churches being attacked or somehow with your own personal danger, security, safety, as Samita has talked about, do not be alarmed. Don't hide from it. Put a cross around your neck. If that's all you hear this morning, if that's all you hear in Fitzroy for the year, that's an incredible message. Don't hide from it. I wear a cross now. Thank you, Samita, for that. Eugene Peterson translates this, keep your head and don't panic. Now, you will know me. I'm no fan of Teresa. But my goodness, has she kept her head. The resilience is amazing. And nobody else is going to do it. 
So respect on that one where it's due. But that keeping your head and not panicking is to me at the center of what we're talking about here. Jesus is changing the foundations. The old foundations, metaphorically those temple stones, massive apparently, are going to be overturned. All is going to be changed and we're going to need new foundations. We need to, of course, put everything in context. And if we look quickly, if we had time to go through Mark chapter 12, we would see that in Mark chapter 12, just before Jesus talks about the foundations being torn up, we find him talking about what the greatest commandment is. What is it we should do to be ready? As Paul was talking to the children about, the greatest commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor is yourself, your neighbor is yourself, your neighbor is yourself. Then the question, who is the Messiah? Then the widow's might. Jesus has got a lot of time for a widow's might being dropped into the offertory. But he has no time for the grandeur of the temple. Oh, Jesus has a lot of messages happening here that are giving us a clear warning that the veil is fraying. It's going to be ripped. It's going to be torn. And it's between the old world and a brand new thing. And Elma didn't see the notes. But she was right. It's a fearful time. When things are going to be turned upside down, when our faith is going to be tested, as Samita knows much more about than we do, then that's a frightening thing. But the idea that the foundations would be turned upside down and ripped down to build a new cornerstone is our only hope. So that which is frightening is also some sense of hopefulness. That which is frightening and that the temple's going to be gone, all that you've built your religion on and your faith on and your economics on and your politics on and everything your identity on is gone. That's frightening. But it's so that Jesus will come as the Prince of Peace in a new shalom. It's that salvation will come out of Zion and change the world. It's frightening, but it's our hope, our shalom, our salvation. The lectionary positioning of this text is really interesting for us because what they're doing here is they're leading us up to the advent. And so here's the old world going as a new world we're getting ready for, as Paul talked about in his calendar. And I couldn't help be taken back to um, my friend, the late Rich Mullins, um, the, the singer. Um, Rich um, ended up in our house in Dublin in 1993, I'd, or 1992. I'd never heard him sing. I'd seen his photograph on the front of an album with a lovely retriever dog, but I'd never heard him sing. And he pulled out a hammer dulcimer and he sang this song. And these were the first words I heard him sing. Well, they're the third verse of the first song I heard him sing. And the, this is America he's talking about. And the countryside was pocked with all those mail pouch posters thrown up on the rotting sideboards of these run-down stables like the one that Christ was born in. When the old world started dying and the new world started coming on. 
Christmas, Advent, when the old world started dying and the new world started coming on. And as Paul talks about, the second Advent, the second coming, the old world starts dying and the new world starts coming on. And it's going to be fearful, but it's going to be our only hope. And it's going to be frightening, but it's going to bring us shalom. And it's going to terrify us, but it's where our salvation is. Here's the key to all of this. As we sit comfortably in our pews in Fitzroy this morning. If anyone is in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5 says, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. This is what it's about. This throwing down of all the stuff we trusted in and putting our trust in new things is what it's all about. Whether that's an environmental catastrophe, whether that's Brexit, whether that's what's happening in India that might happen to us at some stage soon, whatever is going on around us, we've got to start asking ourselves in the middle of the state of chassis, what is the foundation that we're building our lives on? What is the old that needs to go before the new world starts coming on? And I'm not talking about temples in Jerusalem at this point. I'm talking about us sitting in our seats right now. If God's shalom and salvation for the world, if the culmination of all God has dreamed and is working towards, all the promises of this new world order are going to come. What are the pillars and the foundations in Stockman's soul that needs to be turned up and thrown down so that the new creation might come? That's frightening. This is God's great cosmic surgery. I've been with some of you beside you in hotel, or in hotel, I wish, hospital beds, where you've been apprehensive about the next day. We pray for each other regularly about the apprehension of surgery, the apprehension of the test results coming back. It's frightening to be on the table in surgery. It's frightening. But there's many times where I've been beside you where it's been your only hope. Frightening, but our only hope. Fearful, but peace and shalom further down the road in recovery. Terrifying, but the only salvation we can get. And what Jesus is talking about right at the end here in this little apocalypse is that we need to be prepared for a cosmic surgery. He's going to come right in to the heart of all that we love and desire. Because we are not what we believe. We are what we love. Forgive me for being political for a moment, but it's why we will have Donald Trump for another four years. The man said it on the TV. I don't like anything of the way he does it. But I know America's a better place. Paraphrase. I don't like any of the way he does things. It's not Christian. It's not what I believe. But I'm better off. It's not what we believe. It's what we love.
And what we love is what Jesus needs to turn upside down. The temple, it was what the Pharisees loved. It was what was loved. It was what was worshipped instead of God. And in order for a new world to start coming on, in my soul, in my life, and in the world that we know it, we need to get rid of those idols that we love. The red lines. Oh yeah, politically for sure. For sure politically. The guy who runs a trawler company out in Uri, how will it be after Brexit? Oh, it's going to decimate my business. I'm going to have to lay loads of people off. It's going to be incredibly painful. But at least the shitters won't win. That is happening in our world right now because the foundations of what we're building on are flags and borders and red lines. We are not. We are not in Northern Ireland what we believe. We are what we love. And there's cosmic surgery needed. And it's going to be frightening. We're going to be fearful. Terrified. And yet without it, There will be no shalom. There will be no salvation. There will be no world transformation. What are the pillars? What are the foundation stones at the heart of Stockman that needs to go so that the old world will start dying and the new world will start coming on? Let's pray together. Lord, help us to allow your spirit to search us and tell us what we love and what we won't let go of and what we won't let you knock down. Lord, may with the beliefs and the theologies and the verses and the worship songs not stay in belief but may it become that Irish word for love, the grow, the cardia at the very center of our lives. Lord, we pray that you would tear up all the foundations of the whole world, the old world order, so that we might be ready for your new world coming on. Because Lord, that will help us to be still. That will help us to keep our heads and not panic. That will teach us not to be alarmed. Lord, may you be the foundation stone. May you be what we build our lives upon. We offer ourselves frighteningly to your cosmic surgery. Lord, begin with me. In Jesus' name, amen.